0: Welcome everybody to Hunt Free Podcast. Hunt Free was created to showcase the freedoms we share to pursue our passions for hunting in the outdoors in any way we please. Keeping our tradition centered around building friendships, making memories, and being grateful. We also strive to give back to the veteran community, which has made us who we are today. So during the show, we'll sit down with both hunters and veterans, sharing stories from times in the service, stories from hunts out in the woods, and building relationships that hopefully last a lifetime. We hope you all enjoy the show, and let's get into the action now. All right, everybody, welcome back to this episode of Hunt Free Podcast. Of course, as always, I got a new friend on today, uh, Kyle from out in Minnesota. Um, He is not only a U.S. Air Force veteran, but... uh, clearly is a passionate hunter and bow hunter, um, and we're going to talk today, well, I should say he's going to share his story, uh, from his time in the military, all about his hunting journey, and most importantly, how that's led into, um, his journey now of getting other veterans into archery and hunting, um, as always, I I like to try to go into these podcasts knowing as little as possible, because I'm just, so I'm just as intrigued, uh, and without further further ado, we'll have him introduce himself and we'll get talking. How's it going? Good, man. Yourself? Not bad. Just uh, getting ready for work all weekend. I'll be there uh, for three days and what better way to pass some time than having a good conversation. I'm looking forward to it.
1: For sure. Definitely uh, fun to, you know, talk to new individuals and, you know, just see what everybody's
0: doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how's your family doing with everything going on right now?
1: Uh, we're doing good. Um, I'm a machinist, so uh, I've been working. My wife's a nurse, so she's been working, and uh, just trying to get everything settled with kids. My daughter's in school, so uh, she's in first grade, so we're uh, doing the remote learning from home, and just trying to get everything figured out. But we're an outdoor family, so it's not really uh, playing too much of a burden on us. We're outside as much as we can, and everything. So, but yeah, it man. is what it is. <laughs>
0: It seems like the outdoorsy people are the ones doing mostly, uh, all right. Cause they say quarantine, but what better way to quarantine yourself than sitting up against a tree turkey hunting. So it's not a bad gig, I guess.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, coming into everything like that, my daughter and I were kind of outskirt, uh, scouting locally for turkeys and stuff like that. And then I had a, a turkey tag down South about four and a half hours away down to my, uh, uncle's farm. So, I mean, I ventured out, went down to, you know, did that and everything like that. Uh, Unsuccessful. I think it was a little too early uh, for the birds on there. They weren't really responding or anything, but um, I mean, checking out on social media and stuff like that has been real mixed with, you know, everybody through the States. So it is what it is. I got another tag for another unit and just looking forward to it.
0: Nice. Well, I'm glad y'all are doing well. And, um, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself and, you know, who you are, more what you do, where you're from exactly
1: so i'm actually located in hudson wisconsin um right across the river from minnesota um i'm a wisconsin born and raised um joined the military uh when i was so in high school i was a uh, went to school for firefighting and everything like that um kind of was doing college classes my senior year of high school um was a firefighter uh, i don't or paid on call department, uh, loved doing that, started doing, uh, EMT basic stuff. It it was awesome. Um, went to community college for the first year and just realized that I was not into it. Um, you know, waking up early and learning about accounting and stuff like that was not (laughs) my forte. (laughs) Um, so one day I, uh, went to the air force recruiter office saying, you know, basically said this is what I want to do you know I want to be a firefighter in the air force I, I, I had a buddy of mine that was um so went through everything like that and little did i know i uh, my recruiter had me sign a contract telling me that if i signed a contract i'd get down to basic a lot faster um so i signed a contract to security forces which is basically the military police in the air force Got down, did basic and week before I was graduating, um, you know, everybody was getting to choose their jobs. And I kind of brought up the question of, hey, you know, what's going on with my job? And they're like, you signed a contract. You're a cop. I'm like, cool. Uh, Not what I was planning, but it it, it is what it is, man. I had a great uh, time in the Air Force, Um, you know, met my wife, got to travel a bunch. Um, And then we both separated, got out. Um, I came back to Wisconsin. My wife was still pregnant down in Nebraska, finishing, uh, her enlistment and stuff like that. Um, and then we moved kind of up closer to her family, but I wasn't dropping my Wisconsin residency. Uh, I, you know, was too much of a homeboy. Um, so, you know, we're up here now. And then, uh, the, the whole reason I'm talking to you, um, I got hooked up with a, uh, 501C3 nonprofit group. Um, called out Aud- Ardent Outdoor Group. Um and under that group they do three different things. Um they do Ardent Archers, which is I'm part of. Um they also do a rock climbing group and then a uh fishing organization for inner city kids. Um so I mean there's there's a lot of good things going on in that group. Um, Matt Wilkie is the uh, president and founder of the, uh, organization. Um, but <coughs> Arden or, or sorry, Arden archers, um, is a program that's designed to take disabled vets and teach them all about archery, um, get them outfitted with basically a b- complete bow package. Um, we run them through a seven week course, run them through a proficiency course. Um, And then we take them out on their first hunts. And then every year they're invited back to go on group hunts. Um, So, I mean, that's just kind of the short of it, but we can definitely get, you know, into a bit more of everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's awesome. And it's, uh, I like the whole idea of the the proficiency course and ensuring that it's done right. And I think, you know, I probably speak for most people, we're so accustomed to as being part of the military as there's always some sort of training pipeline or qualification paperwork and you're very used to like that process but I for me personally it it helps me structure how I learn things so I think it's interesting how they kind of mend into each other there
1: yeah for sure and I mean the biggest thing with them all being vets is they're all used to it you know the process so I mean everybody's kind of just used to you know you know, boom, 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 you know, going down the line of things. And that's, that's how it goes. I mean, it's, it's a lot easier. You don't really have to break anybody, you know, into a certain procedure, um, you know, which is really nice. And the biggest thing is, is with them all being vets, I mean, everybody starts out with that, you know, first step. So so it's not trying to figure out necessarily who everybody is. Everybody starts out with that, I guess, chip on their shoulder of, uh,
0: yeah.
1: you know, serving. And then that makes everything a lot easier for them. Um, it's just, you know, seeing smiles on people's faces, you know, when they realize, you know, they see guys that they haven't seen for a while or, you know, just kind of learn like, you know, people are at certain deployed locations and find out someone was there at the same time. So it's kind of fun seeing that stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so actually, one thing I was curious about was um, like, how long have you been hunting? Like, were you hunting way before the military? And then because I was it's interesting to see how our personal experiences relate into now what you're doing with art and archers.
1: Yeah. So, um, originally I started waterfall hunting, uh, with my dad and my, uh, grandfather on my mother's side. Um, my dad's side didn't really ever do any hunting or anything like that. Um, but my mom's side, he, my grandfather was a, a big waterfall hunter and stuff like that. So, um, first time I ever went my we'd go, you know, duck and goose hunting, everything like that. But the first animal basically I shot was a a goose uh, with my dad and my grandfather. Um, Fast forward a handful of years, my grandfather passed away and, you know, we kind of stopped, you know, doing the whole, uh, you know, hunting thing like that. Um, And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, my dad started pheasant hunting, um, which, you know, we got big into that. We got some dogs and I mean um, being in Wisconsin, we don't really have, public land with the best you know uh, pheasants so we we go to pheasant farms but i mean it was still you know basically every weekend we could uh you know we're go chasing birds and then took a uh, hunter safety course and stuff like that and then you know got into deer hunting um was doing more gun hunting than anything like that when i was younger it was just i guess you know easier introduction for, for kids and stuff like that for you know getting a man in this uh you know I mean, being in the military, you learn, you know, you can basically teach anybody to shoot a firearm. So it's yeah. you know, a little bit different than bow. <laughs> um, and then my senior year, actually, um, my dad bow hunted a long time ago, kind of before I was born. I never, you know, did anything. I would always go get his bow in the basement and go shoot arrows in the sky, you know, and try to run away from home. Like everybody used to do when they were kids. Um, but uh, my dad and I went to a uh, whitetail limited dinner and actually won a bow at the the nice. banquet or whatever. Um, so I grabbed that you know went to Ganner mountain grabbed a sight you know and, and some stuff like that grabbed some arrows and decided I wanted to go try archery hunting for my first time um, went out shot under a uh, shot under a doe um, but I was hooked and the next thing I you know I joined the military and you know stopped hunting and everything like that um and then when I separated um archery hunting was just you know something that more interested me I mean I don't want to say this the the bad way but you know so many people can firearm hunt and you're not up close and personal I mean you can take 100 200 yard shot and that's it but I mean archery hunting you're you know within 60 yards from an animal and you got to you know sit play the wind you know learn everything watch them um you know it's just a lot more interesting to me and um you know it, you can do a lot more you know hunting you know in, in smaller areas and stuff like that with bow, um and it's a lot easier to get permission um when you're bow hunting rather than you know going on someone's property with a firearm um so just kind of where i'm at just started networking with individuals and stuff like that learning about stuff and I found out about this program actually through Wounded Warrior Project um where they were um, running a class. So um Matt with Art and Archers was running a class last year. Um but I reached out to him because it was for beginners and I didn't necessarily see myself as a beginner. I mean I, I already had a bow and stuff like that. So I didn't want to take the spot of somebody else. Um <clears throat> So, um, him and I got to talking it right away, you know, we, we hooked up with everything right away. And so he kind of brought me in and was just showing me, you know, how, how, what he was teaching and, you know, how he was teaching and stuff like that. And, um, I kind of, you know, threw out a bunch of ideas and, you know, thought about, Hey, you know, let's, let's change some stuff up, let's, let's do a different, um, I guess set up on everything like that. And then aside from that, so matt's running classes in minnesota and then this year we're actually going to run a a chapter in wisconsin um so i got four of the vets that went through the class last year um and they're kind of helping me out this year in wisconsin so uh one of the guys buying a new property um with a pole shed and stuff like that so we're going to run the class out of his house and stuff like that um so my biggest thing is is I mean, I, I didn't have anybody to hunt with, you know, moving up where I am. And so, I mean, that's the biggest thing is, is it's my six-year-old daughter always wants to go hunting with me, but a six-year-old doesn't sit in a tree too well. It doesn't, she doesn't get up, you know, too early and, you know, it's not necessarily the best thing. So I wanted, you know, to find somebody that I could go hunt with and, you know, just talk hunting with, you know, you know, personally and, you know, go, you know, basically, you know, shoot the shit with someone at their house and stuff like that. Um, yeah. you know, versus doing it all over social media. So, um, you know, just trying to network with everybody reach out and I mean, the best way to do it is just teach more individuals. So.
0: Definitely. Um, it's funny. You, you answered a couple of my questions I had and I just <laughs> got like sucked into listening, but, um, I really, it's funny because you say that you were looking for people to hunt with and that's, to a degree, kind of not necessarily the reason, but a kind of a tangent of me starting hunt free was like, wow, this is like opening up a lot of doors to meet new people. And that's that's what it's all about is the fellowship, I guess, is a is the great term great term for archery and hunting. So it's awesome to hear. And you you told me you said that you just met Matt a year ago now?
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> him and I, we, we started talking right away. Um, and and it was actually in the middle of when he was teaching that. Um, so he's been doing it for three years now. So this was the third class that he's run. Um, and he's run 65 individuals through his class. Nice. So, um, he, you know, pumps out individuals and he is, um, all by himself. Um, and he does all the funding himself and everything like that. Um, and just rocks and rolls with it. Um, he has his own company and um, he's just put a lot of his own money in. He got a couple of grants and stuff like that from um, the Minnesota DNR. Um, but it is, you know, a little bit different with the whole Wisconsin thing. Um, you know, we're trying to do our own setup with our own chapter. So we're trying to get other individuals to, you know, support Wisconsin veterans aside from the, uh, you know, Minnesota veterans. So we're trying to, you know, branch out, start something new, you know, but, uh, you know, not necessarily pull from the same pot. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just do something, (laughs) a little bit more different than necessarily what's going on with that. I want to start more of a relationship with, uh, you know, local individuals and, uh, you know, being able to help out, you know, individuals that are living in their area versus, you know, just sending money somewhere and, you know, not necessarily getting to meet them. And so, you know, I try to want to try to want to start something with, you know, locals helping locals more so. Yeah. Um, And then that way, you know, there's a, a face to a name and stuff like that and someone they can actually see. And, you know, end goal thing too is, you know, if we get permission on people's properties, you know, if we do harvest animals off of it, you know, obviously offer the the landowners, you know, you know, meat from, you know, what was harvested, you know, just giving back and saying thanks and stuff like that. You know, not necessarily all about harvesting animals, but it's, you know, definitely about learning experience doing something and, you know, just, I mean, you know, creating a battle buddy, hunting buddy that they can, uh, hang out with and just, you know, start a relationship with.
0: Yeah. It's definitely, I'm not sure where I said it. It may have been on another podcast or probably just talking. I talk a lot, so, but I, I was saying that I'm really starting to realize how important the, like just the friendship, the camaraderie and just the hanging out part is about hunting. Um, growing up on the farm that I hunted at, um, I see the connection with what you're doing is that it's all it's more exciting when you're with other people I mean, you guys have a great time. And granted, a venison backstrap dinner doesn't hurt afterwards, so I'm sure the, the landowners will be happy about that. So it's always good when you get one, but just hanging out is the greatest part. So I really love that that's where, you know, you and Arden and Archer's mindset is geared around. I think that's at the end of the day, all that other stuff is extra. I think it's great
1: yeah it's you know it's the biggest thing too and i mean you know everybody can say you know they do you know it's a program for you know fighting ptsd you know and everything like that but um i don't necessarily you know want to word it that way you know focus it that way it's just you know just creating somebody that somebody can count on you know on a different aspect of some something and you know if this thing is as simple as is you know teaching somebody archery and just getting their mind off of what's going on you know challenging them um but you know having the support group of somebody that's there with them um so that's the biggest thing with you know the the vets that have gone through it we invite them back every year um it's you know because then that way you know one they can come join you know the new recruits I guess it would be you know for the the year but um also it's you know just get them talking and you know get them you know oh man you know I you know went on four or five hunts you know and finally you know the you know, the fifth hunt is you know, was when it happened. And then he got some people that, you know, shoot a six pointer on their first hunt. And they are like, that's easy. And you're like, man, <laughs> it doesn't always work that way.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> but that's, it's funny. You kind of like said it right there. That's what it's about is telling the stories. And it's always fun. It's just, that's the best part. I mean, I got so many stories from so long ago and military and hunting in general, just all stories. And That's what it always comes back to. I think that's great. And it's cool that you guys invite everyone back, of course, because then it just, it's going to grow exponentially. So it's a perfect recipe for success, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, and the big thing is, is so, you know, some of the vets, you know, when they go out on the group hunts, that's the only time they ever go hunting. Um, So, you know, it's basically just, you know, bringing them out, you know, um, we have a yearly meeting. Um, we just had it at the, basically right before the whole, the COVID thing popped up. So we kind of went through and we have about, um, 12 different hunts that they can go on and everything this year, um, both public and private. So, I mean, they're able to go on, you know, a handful of hunts and stuff like that. Um, but our biggest thing is, is, you know, outside of the group hunts is, you know, to possibly, you know, meet up with, you know, another vet, you know, and just go off the onesie twosies you know, or, you know, be able to, you know, hunt a farm with, you know, a couple of guys or stuff like that, you know, reach out and, you know, talk to individuals of, you know, even if they have, you know, property, but they've never known to hunt it or known how to hunt it and stuff like that. So aside from, you know, teaching them archery, you know, we teach them about, you know, how to read, you know, sign, you know, out in the field and stuff like that, what, you know, things to look for and, you know, I mean, go that route. Um, So, I mean, it's not necessarily, like, you know, just teach them how to shoot a bow. It's, you know, the all-around experience of everything.
0: That's awesome. Uh, You mentioned that, I guess, uh, some of the vets, they kind of only went hunting when you guys went in a group hunt. But have you had anybody that's come in completely brand new beginner and now they're just, they're fired (laughs) up and ready to go and they're hunting all the time type of deal?
1: Yeah, so... Last year, um, one of the guys that, that went, um, he went on six different hunts um, and started out, I mean, right away, um, you know, opening, you know, weekend, it was, you know, warm and then, it, you know, transition with the seasons and he didn't have, uh, you know, camel gear and stuff like that. So every, basically every season that he went through, um, you know, late season, stuff like that, he just kept buying more gear, you know, getting warmer <laughs> and warmer. Um, and finally, I think it was December. He finally put down, um, a nice buck, but I mean, he, he just got hooked on everything. Um, and then I actually, one of the other guys reached out to me about Turkey hunting, and, you know, was just asking about it, but, um, you know, he's newer to it, obviously doesn't really know about it. And, and, you know, I mean um you know how it goes i mean getting you know invested into you know calls and decoys and everything like that it's you know it's the kind of thing it's like where do you jump in you know you kind of get your you know feet wet so um you know i've been talking to him about you know going out locally you know bringing him out with me um just trying to get you know the um property owners you know approval and stuff like that so you know so he can come like i said i have that extra tag available um so you know i want to bring him with me and, you know, just kind of show him the experience of that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's pretty excited. He actually never hunted ever in his life. Um, and so he is hooked in it. Um, but his big thing is, is he's just, you know, doesn't know how, who to reach out to and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it, and <laughs> it probably took about four or five times for me reaching out to him where he finally, you know, got a hold of me on his own, you know, and just started asking me questions. And I was like, this is what it's about, you know, it's don't hesitate, you know, always ask somebody. And, you know, I, I I always like to say, there's, you know, no stupid questions or stuff, you know, just ask me something. And man, I don't know a lot of things, but nowadays with the internet, I mean, you can find just about the answer for anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The only scary part about that is you could find a lot of wrong answers too, but eventually, you know, enough that you're like, all right, that's not, that doesn't seem right.
1: Oh, yeah. And I I mean, I mean, with social media and stuff like that, you know, a handful of guys and stuff like that, I mean, I can reach out to them that actually are, you know, knowledgeable, you know, that I get a truthful answer and like, hey, you know, you think this is a good idea or you think it's complete, you know, bogus, you know, and they'll be like, no, man, go for it. And you're like, sweet, I was right.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And just getting out and is all the learning you need. So it's like, you kind of mentioned with the turkey hunting is what, you know, how do you get your feet wet? What's that first step? Honestly, wear a lot of camo and be real quiet and don't move. There's, there's your feet wet for turkey hunting and, and that's about <laughs> it. But, um, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear that. I mean, of course, that everyone you're getting everyone out hunting, but to know that at least one person is that hooked on it. Cause that's, that's like how I feel about it. And hopefully with more people, it transcends into, more group hunts and then the group hunters, I, I could really see you guys doing a lot of great stuff with that. That's really awesome. Just a shame you guys aren't in Virginia. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, what, you know, some of the ideas I was, you know, throwing out to Matt this year is basically, so, um, what we do is basically seven weeks before opening weekend is, is kind of how we start our class. That way we keep everybody, you know, um, involved and everything like that, you know, the proficient and everything like that, working with it, and then they can, you know, rock and roll right into the season, that you know, versus sense, yeah. doing it over the summer and then, you know, you know, sending them home and then expecting them to come back. And you're like, hey, man, are you ready? And they're like, I don't know, you know, and, you know, I haven't been shooting this way. They're, they're rocking and rolling. But um, the big thing I wanted to do this spring, I mean, before all the current situation happened, but I wanted to do some, get some classes together and, um, you know, do some e-scouting, you know, show, you know, bring in different individuals that we know, um, or, you know, that I've hooked up with on social media, um, you know, bring them to the area and kind of, you know, do little classes and stuff like that. Um, you know, and teach them little you know, different things of, you know, this is how to e-scout a property or, uh, you know, um, these are, you know, different gear ideas, you know, things to use, you know, this is, you know, um, being a first time hunter and stuff like that. I mean, you can go anywhere and, you know, go bury yourself in a, you know, a bunch of gear that you don't need, you know, or, you know, kind of break it down and be like, Hey, you know, this is the good stuff to have to start out. Um, you know, you know, go there and then, you know, we can kind of, once you start getting into stuff, you know, go that route. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to try to get people more involved, um, in the off season, you know, get them interested and stuff like that. So in that way, you know, coming up to season, you know, it's it's through the year that they're, you know, always, you know, into something or, you know, can always reach out with somebody and stuff like that. I mean, around by us, a big thing is, is, you know, fishing season and stuff like that. So a lot of guys, you know, gals go do that. But, you know, archery, it's always nice to, you know, on a nice day, sunny day to be outside shooting and stuff like that. So it's just... You know, something that we're, we're trying, to, trying to take the program and trying to move it, I guess, in a little bit more of a, you know, different direction. You know, the, the R3 model and stuff like that, you know, um, you know, retaining individuals and, you know, having them show, you know, newer individuals on, you know, where they came from, you know, and how, how they kind of gone through the program and stuff like that.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> um. With the gear, I know you had mentioned earlier that you guys get, get them set up with some gear, but how do you guys go about that? Um, do you have people who are sponsored or l- like local shops help you guys out? Or, or, and I gotta ask, what, what bows are you guys getting? Because if it's not Matthews, I don't know if I want to hear it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, we work with uh, two bow shops, uh, one in Minnesota and one in Wisconsin. And basically, we are working with them um, and just depending on where the individuals were living is kind of what shop we sent them to. Um, and they were helping us out. But, uh, this year, um, like I said, you know, been trying to take some new steps. Um, I finally upgraded myself and picked up a new VXR. Um, and you know, my biggest thing is, is being Wisconsin born and raised, I love supporting Wisconsin based companies. So Matthews, um, outfitted with hha you know site and rest um and then you know vortex optics and stuff like that i mean you know just trying to you know with those being wisconsin-based companies you know i definitely like supporting them um but that's kind of where you know we're taking this program this year and you know reaching out to actually you know um with wisconsin-based companies um and trying to get the support you know and just trying to reach out to them and you know um Cause I'd love to basically just outfit every vet, you know, with, you know, I'd, obviously I would love to just get them all Matthews bows and <laughs> you know get them all set up with HSA stuff. But, you know, just depending on the funding and everything like that. Um, but <clears throat> we take them to a bow shop. Everyone gets, you know, fitted on, you know, their size. Um, we work with the, the shops and, you know, kind of have um, a handful of bows that they can pick from, you know, the, the packages and stuff like that. Um, but you know, like I said, obviously I'd love to get them on Matthew's bows, but it doesn't always fit everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, so we just get them set up with what, what's comfortable with them and, um, you know, just kind of get, you know, a basic starter boat package. But, um, that's kind of something I'm trying to go away from <clears throat> this year. Um, it's just because, so say they get this bow and then, you know, a year down the road, you know, is when they want to start, start upgrading and stuff like that. Um, which is fine, you know, but you know, the, the biggest thing is, is we want to take the, the burdens away from them of always, you know, trying to spend money, you know, and everything like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, the biggest thing we're trying to do is, is I want to get them all set up, you know, where things they don't have to worry about, um, and then kind of roll on, you know, for the next couple of years and stuff like that. So that's why I want to try to get them set up, um, with, you know a nicer bow you know um i'd love to get them all set up with hha sites something that you know they can you know use later on down the year or sorry down the years um and then also worked with uh vector custom shop they're an aero company out of wisconsin um and they do uh micro arrows that are just ridiculously solid um and they focus on high foc and stuff like that so i mean that's you know something that's getting you know, a little bit more known and stuff like that, you know, running higher FLC arrows and stuff like that. So basically just trying to teach the vets, um, you know, if we kind of step it up right away, you know, get them into not necessarily high end stuff, but, you know, middle and, you know, middle grade stuff where they can always rely on it, you know, not necessarily have to worry about having a bad shot and be tracking a, you know, animal for, you know, hours on end where if they have something that's reliable and, you know, can kind of take a lot of the questionable, you know, situations out. And, you know, that's kind of where I want to go with stuff, but no, that's a lot of wishing and hoping, but (laughs) it just perseveres on my end, you know, just trying to, you know, talk to individuals and, you know, work with companies and stuff like that and just trying to do, you know, what we can with them.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, um, something again, not sure when I was saying it, but, um, in regards to like buying that middle end gear, or upper end, and I'm glad to hear that you're reaching out to HHA and trying to work with them because honestly, if you if you guys invest in high-end accessories and middle-end bows, then the, the accessories, just you just pop them onto the next bows. And if they upgrade, I mean, what better way? They got a, a great site that's going to last them forever um, and other accessories as well and then if they want to do that upgrade or if you guys are able to help them out with that upgrade further down the line, then that'd be awesome. Um, so I'm glad to hear that you reaching out to, of course, Matthews and, and AJJ, but, um, that's, that's great. Um, man, you guys are doing a lot of incredible things and it seems like you guys have a, just from talking to you, I could tell the, I guess, camaraderie and the connection that you guys all have with it. And I think that's one of the best things to see. And, um, you answered all my questions. I was curious. I was, I was thinking about what's, what's you guys plans for this year and this, and then you hit everything. So that's awesome. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this, uh, you know, transpires further for you guys. So I just got one more question. Um, and if you heard any of my other podcasts, you must know, then what does hunt free mean to you?
1: Um, so, you know, i yeah i've definitely you know heard a handful of your podcasts and stuff like that um you know and everybody definitely has different answers and stuff but you know my biggest thing you know hunt free is plain and simple is you know being able to go out and hunt and you know not have to worry about you know what somebody says about what you know animal you're harvesting and if you want to go out and shoot a handful of does go for it you know i mean it's it's all about you know the experience and the journey of everything um you know and like you said you know you know being with other individuals and you know having that you know fun and going on those hunts and just seeing the smiles of everybody you know that's that's the biggest thing. So you know you know taking hunt free and kind of turning it around, just you know the freedom to hunt. You know, it's just how I look at it, and you know, I mean, it's just baffling to me. And how you know you see on social media and stuff like that where people just kind of bash each other on you know how somebody's hunting or you know what they're harvesting you know, and, and stuff like that. And it's just kind of crazy. It's, you know, that's not what it's about. You know, why, why can't we all just support each other and just be happy for each other? Um, you know, so, you know, that's my biggest thing is, you know, just the freedom to hunt, just have fun and enjoy it. And, uh, you know, just
0: <laughs> yeah, being
1: out there and experiencing stuff.
0: That's it. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And you're right. Everyone has a different answer, but the goal is always the same. So I like that response and or not response. I like your opinion on it. (laughs) You know what I mean? But um, that's awesome, man. I had a great time talking. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. So thank you again.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk and, you know, explain, you know, myself with Arden Archers. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's only been going for three years, but, you know, we're trying to take some big steps and move forward and just, you know, trying to branch out and, you know, you and I've we're talking in the past, you know, trying to get you up to Wisconsin and get you <laughs> on some white- white tails and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I just really appreciate it and, you know, and, uh, getting the chance to talk and everything.
0: Absolutely, and continue to stay safe. And I uh, hope everyone enjoyed this podcast and that you guys are staying safe as well. Uh, so have a great day, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you thank you everybody for tuning into this episode of Hunt Free Podcast. If you enjoyed the show and want to follow along with all of our hunting adventures and to see what action we're getting into next, then follow on Instagram at Hunt Free Media and subscribe on YouTube at youtube.com backslash Hunt Free. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.